going on guys? Welcome to the Fuel for Football podcast. I'm your host Sanchez Bailey and it's good to be back in a podcasting space. It's been a while. I know you're judging my caveman look but please don't do this. The next time I'll do this I'll probably have a hat on but it's good to be back and you know we're in a quarantine time now and and it's crazy because every single one of you guys watching this are in a different position. Either you are slowly returning into the game Another thing is that you could be told that your season's completely cancelled, so you know you're kind of in an off season right now, an early off season with no particular return date. You could be uh, in a situation where it's up in the air. You don't even know when you're gonna be playing again. And so I feel like there's a lot of emotions that people are going through, a different type of emotions. So I feel like this topic will be great because I believe that this topic will be adding value to each and every single one of you in those different kind of thoughts, feelings and emotions. And the topic today is just returning from quarantine the best way possible, you know. So I've got six steps here. I'm speaking to a guest today, Chris Hay, who's going to give us a little bit more insight into helping us with one of those steps. And let's get straight into it, to be honest with you. Step one is for you to identify your season highlights. Now, it's not just saying, okay, my season highlight was winning a trophy or winning the league or scoring on, on this game. It's breaking it down into details that you can kind of almost trigger your mind back to that scenario. The aim of this step is for you to give yourself that edge and that thought and feeling of competitiveness again. So it's slowly engaging your mind back to the point where you can become a little bit competitive and freshen your mind and essentially develop those muscle memories that you have of your season highlight. And so how can you do that? It's breaking it down into finer details, talking about what the occasion was, what the context was. So what was the scenario leading up to this result? What was the what was the feelings that you were going through in the lead up to this? So maybe you might have been nervous in, in the lead up to the match, or you kind of might have been excited, but what were the feelings that you were going through in the lead up to this season highlight? You know, it could be that things weren't going well for you and all of a sudden t there was a dramatic turnaround. Let's try and identify what it was that contributed to your season highlight in terms of the context. Then also what happened? What actually happened on the pitch for, you, for it to be a season highlight? What did you do? Maybe what did your teammates do? What impact did you make to make this a season highlight? That's something that you really need to identify and it's breaking it down into, into finer details, you know, in terms of actually maybe why you even made that decision. So maybe you decided to cross the ball um, because you've been shooting all day or maybe you've been doing a low pass all game and it's not working and you thought, you know what, I'm just going to do something a little bit different and you decided to cross, ended up being an assist that won you the league, for instance. Why, why did you make those decisions? Break it down into real microscopic details to almost trigger your mind back, as I mentioned beforehand, to that edge of competitiveness. It's triggering your mind to bring you back and engage your mind and induce that, that competitive feel inside of you um, in preparation to your return. The second element is for you to repeat, rehearse and regurgitate. You need to start training your mind, develop that muscle memory, engage those physical and competitive, almost mental processes inside of your mind. It's training your mind to, to get back to that, to that element of sharpness in your mind, you know? So you're really going into extra details on step one, but then you're repeating it. 
you're reliving it. And as you're doing that, you're getting extra information. There might be things that you didn't pick up in step one that you're now introducing to yourself because you're rehearsing and you're going over the moment and you're reliving it and it's becoming more real. So repeating is a very key stage. When should you do that though? I would recommend maybe when you're walking or you know having a bit of a jog and you're doing something that's a little bit more physical, you can have your mind engaged and you're starting to think and almost develop those, those thoughts. Another way though, if you want to make it as real as possible, do it when you have the ball at your feet. If you're a goalkeeper, it could be when you're doing your ball handling. Do it when you've actually got the ball around you and, and you're almost bringing it a little bit more closer to life where you're maybe doing some kick-ups, maybe just doing some touches around the cones but you're thinking about it. Or maybe you could even kind of like repeat some of the moments or the, some of the instance, instances that you, you, uh, you did in, in step one in your season highlight. So that is step two, repeating. That's important. I recommend maybe once a day at a minimum. If you want to go far further, I would say once in a day, later in the evening, so twice a day. And the reason why I say in the evening is because our mind, our minds retain a lot more information in the evening times. Step three is to identify your top three strengths. Now, as I said that already, those should be coming into your head instantaneously, especially if you, you're playing the game. If, if it hasn't, it's not an issue. It's something that needs to be addressed as soon as possible though. If you need support in terms of going into that, I've got a microscopic way of identifying your strengths. Contact me, I'm, I'm more than happy to work with you to, to, to know that and let that be something that resonates within you. But your top three strengths, so hopefully everyone has that. You need to identify your top three strengths, but then the next little tip is to identify what strength contributed to your season highlight. So what was you doing in that season highlight that is testament to one of your biggest attributes. Identify that. Okay, it's all gonna make sense in a moment as we go further along. Step four is for you to identify uh, some of the attributes of your game that you do not want to lose during this quarantine. So let's just say fitness might be one of the things, it's probably gonna be one of the most common attributes that you do not want to lose, but it could be even movement. It could, let's just say, your ability, your first touch for instance. So what attribute do you not want to lose during this quarantine? Now, it might not be an easy thing for you to identify, but everyone's had a pre-season and everyone has felt a bit rusty. What are those things that typically make you feel rusty? It could be your first touch, it could be your weak foot, it could be literally your fitness. So identify the attribute that you don't want to go into pre-season having felt like you didn't work enough on. So identify that, okay? which then leads to step five, which is a lot more, it's starting to make sense a little bit more now. And I'll preface this to be fair. So a lot of individuals here may be at a point where you're, you can't wait to return, which is great. You know, you're at a place where football has been taken away from you, your livelihood has been stripped away from you, and now you had the opportunity to play again, so you have a lot more motivation. On the other hand, there's some people that don't actually know when they're gonna kick a ball again. So in some ways, it's quite easy for you to lose motivation and that's okay for you to lose motivation. We're human and your passion has just been literally robbed off you. So you're almost like imprisoned in some ways. But it's all about how you respond to this. And I'm telling you now, if you apply these six steps, you will work towards gaining some sort of motivation. However, some might be able to do these six steps in a day. But if you've lost motivation, I'm telling you now, it's best for you to take your time with each one of these steps. Identify your season highlight and take a couple of days to kind of break that down into to find the details and slowly get onto two until you get up to um, task five. Task five is when you feel like you are ready to start making things happen. 
And task five is to set yourself a to-do list. So what you want to do now is identify which one of those strengths that you said that linked to your season highlight, how can you improve and master and perfect that strength? So you've identified it. If you want to go that extra mile further, you've got two more strengths there too. So you've got three strengths that you identified. So now you can set yourself some drills and tasks and activities to make sure that you're developing this. If you feel like you don't really know the things that you could do, that's okay in some ways. There's so many people that you can contact, especially within the Fuel for Football regiment. If it's fitness supply stuff, there's people that you can contact. You've got James Ralph, and then you've also got the analysis team, and you've also got the coaching staff there as well. So everything will be, the, you know, the link will be in the, the bio. We've got a great team here that can help facilitate you to be able to, to, to set yourself the best to-do list to develop in the best way possible. So yes, set yourself a to-do list. You've got top three strengths. Identify the one that lead, led to your season highlight, but what can you do to make sure that you're perfecting that craft? One is enough, but if you want to go the extra mile, and your work rate's epic, by all means do free. But then also in your to-do list, what you want to do is set yourself some activities to make sure that that attribute that you don't want to lose is still worked on and maintained too. Okay, so there's two ways you can go about it. Maintenance, or you can go to literally developing. So the intensity is going to be different. So you have to identify which direction you're going to be going in your to-do list. Are you going to maintain? Or are you going to develop? Are you going to push yourself to a greater highlight? I mean, greater height? Or are you going to push yourself to get to a point where you can almost better or get to a similar stage as your season highlight of the season that's just gone? So, yes, so that is step five in terms of you identifying your, your to-do list. Now, I just have to say, actually, I didn't mention it at the start. Now, at season um, step one, someone could have been injured all season. And so I don't want to be ignorant to the fact that someone could be injured or had a disappointing season where they didn't get no game time. But there is a solution for you too. Identify one of the two, yeah? You identify your last season where you was involved. So the season before, identify your season highlight before, or if you really want to engage your mind and almost get a little bit more... Uh, psychological and almost uh what's the word i want to say imagery based but i want to use another word so if you want to be a little bit more visual visual stimulated then i would say identify what you wanted your season to look like so yes you didn't play in the season unfortunately there's things that happen in football but identify what you wanted your season to look like and then you follow the same steps leading up to task five which is setting a to-do list now with your to-do list you want to space it out a little bit, maybe once every two days, maybe it could be three to five times a week, but you want to make sure that every day you've got a little bit, something's a little bit different. Engage your mind, especially if you lost that motivation, so you're almost engaging yourself in a different activity and it doesn't feel monotonous. One of the issues of some, some athletes are training that they feel like it's the same thing over and over and it's not, not developing. So I would never want you to get to that point where you're doing something and you feel like it's boring. So make sure you switch it up a little bit, make it a little bit more fun. This is where you have creative control. Leading on to uh, the final step now, which is step six, which is for you to keep your mind engaged with footage. Now, there's, a, there's two types of footage that you can have. There's footage where you can watch someone in a similar position to you. So when I used to play football, I used to be a striker, tall striker, decent, great touch, 
uh, not the greatest speed. So Zlatan was my my idol, so to speak, in terms of me watching him and the things that he would do. So you're either gonna watch someone who represents you or resembles you in 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 terms of like features, or you're gonna watch footage of yourself. But the reason why you're doing this is because now you've identified your season highlight. You've kind of started encouraging those competitive feels and almost exercising your muscle memory. But here is when you're actually re regurgitating that even further now in greater depth. So you'll be watching footage either of yourself or of that, that model athlete. And then when you're watching them, you're almost critiquing, but not necessarily saying what they should and shouldn't have done, but you're putting yourself in that position. You're putting yourself in that competitive, that space where either you'll make similar moves that they did or you might be making different decisions. Now, if you're watching videos that are like compilation highlights, there's gonna be minimal mistakes, but if you're watching a full-on match, you can start putting yourself in those moments in terms of what you'd be doing in terms of your movement. Maybe you might be pressing or goalkeeper, you might be alert, or maybe your movement might be a little bit um, earlier than what you might have seen in, in the clip that you're watching. So it's almost critiquing, but putting yourself in that position. Imagine yourself being on that pitch, making those actual moves and decisions and actually actual phases of play. And I'm telling you, you're keeping your mind engaged. So almost to a point where when you return, you haven't lost that mental sharpness, you're sharpening your mind. And by doing those tasks, working on your strengths, working on those attributes that you didn't want to lose, you're making sure that you're sharp physically too. And by doing and applying these six steps and working towards a point where you're returning from quarantine, I would love to hear the results. I would love to hear how you got on. And even if you didn't get on well, I'll still love to hear. We can talk about that and strategize too, but do let us know. It'd be great to know how you got on. I hope that adds value. And now we're gonna head over to speak to Chris Hay to get his thoughts. And we're gonna go over step one to give you a bit of insight and how much detail we need to apply. So we've got here Chris Hay, goalkeeper for Concord Rangers. How you doing, my man? Yeah, all good, mate. Thanks for yeah. having me. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. What's the, what's the latest with you? What's what's been going on? Uh, not much at the moment. Just trying to obviously keep fit and um, coaching as well. Um, obviously, with all this time, it's no football, so just keeping fit and coaching at the moment. That's that's about my life. Yeah. So you you got your goalkeeper coaching. How are you doing that now with social distancing? Uh, um. So. What we're doing at the moment is doing online training. So I put all the sessions up online for them to do at home. Um, so that's what we're doing at the moment. And then as soon as we get the all clear, then we'll be doing some private coaching. Um, and then and then hopefully we'll be able to get into the group sessions again. Yeah, but I've always yeah. wanted to do something online before. Um, but I think this just kind of gave me an excuse to do it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Things work out, you know, in, in the end for you, which is good. And I appreciate your time because you said that you got a session in a few moments. So it's good to that you even yeah. made time to speak to us, so we're very grateful. And so one of the things I wanted to speak to you about, really, we kind of spoke about it no, on our own platforms, is your season highlight, you know? So yeah. if you were to look back at that, what would you say that was for you? Uh, in, yeah, probably the, uh, the FA Trophy game for me was probably the one. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably my biggest highlight. Um, just had, had a really good game and then uh, managed to get a broken nose huh. um, which is interesting and then managed, managed to save the winning penalty in the penalty shootout which was, which was great so it was kind of like a bit of a fairy tale ending for me uh, for, in the FA Trophy Just for so me that, and also for the viewers the you said the FA Trophy what level was that? Uh, what stage furthermore? 
So that's any, anywhere from National League, National League down. So that's the league below League Two. And then, I mean, it goes down to a certain level and I don't know what level Sorry, I probably used to. the wrong word. Um, what I meant was what round? Oh, right. Oh, right. Okay, that was, a, that was a quarterfinal. Okay, so quarterfinal. Yeah, quarterfinal. So, so, yeah. yeah so now yeah, we're in the but... semi-final. Um, could still be played. It's one round away from Wembley, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just as a little bit more... If we could do it, all again, do it all again at Wembley, it'd be nice. Right, sorry, dodgy connection. But, um... So yeah, like just to get a little bit more context in that whole situation of that FA trophy, how was your run up in the lead up to the quarterfinals? Mm. Was you getting through like easily? Was it through the skin of your teeth? Um how how was it? Did you Yeah, we we were we were kind of scraping through every round. Right. Um but quite quite yeah, it was uh I think it was two occasions where we had to go through a replay. Um I think the first game we played Slough at home and drew nil nil, and then we had to, and they were like second in the league at the time. So then we had to go away to their place, uh, and then one I think it might have been two one. Then we drew, I think it was Maidstone, another big team, and we had to play them away, and we went two nil down and ended up winning three two. Um, and then we had, I think after that it was Leamington. Um, no, it was Bath after that. Sorry, Bath, Bath City, which was, and we played them at home. Went one 0 up, conceding the last minute. One all had to play a replay at their place. Yeah. Uh, we got got all the way there to Bath. Started the warm up. Game got called off, and it was three and a half three and a half hour coach journey back. Damn. And then we went back there again, beat them. I think it was an, maybe it was an extra time, or maybe maybe full time. Beat them. Um, went one 0 down again. Beat them two one. Yeah. And then. We played Leamington, and then we beat, uh, we beat them in penalties. Yeah, went one nil up, and then we ended up drawing the game. Uh, and then we played Royston and beat them in extra time as well. And that was that was a quarter final game. So it was every single round. It was like scrapping for our lives to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. So quite interestingly, like let's bring it back to your season highlight now, the quarterfinals. How are you as a goalkeeper in that situation, knowing that potentially mm. maybe even a, a game could go to extra time. How was you feeling before that match? Um, I think before those kind of games, uh, everybody gets a little bit nervous. Like you get a little bit, you know, butterflies kind of thing um, when you're in the change room because you just you know it's a big game. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, as soon as that, as soon as the whistle goes, it's just another game. You know, it's, uh, I think with the crowd and stuff probably being bigger than usual everybody's a little bit more on it I'd say everybody seems to be a little bit more switched on maybe that extra split second quicker with their decision making and things like that um, but what for me I, I personally feel like when the whistle goes I tend to yeah when it, when it when it comes to me and that whistle goes I tend to I tend to be I try and be pretty calm um, I think I mentioned to you before sometimes I feel like when when there's so much pressure and it's so quick and stuff I think sometimes having that calm in that calm Kind of calming presence rather than that kind of panic or yeah, yeah. kind of shouty screaming presence. Sometimes I think that helps. Yeah, that's that's Definitely. good. Um, is there for you to be calming? Maybe that's something that you've gradually developed over time. Is there anything that when that does become a bit of a challenge to you that you do in order to kind of get yourself back into that relaxed phase? Is there something that you do a routine? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. 
really. I sometimes I just try and take a couple of deep breaths, um, and so and I'll t- obviously I'll just tell my other teammates to calm down. It's a tough one really because I feel like my role kind of changes depending on the situation the team's in. So like if we're under the cosh and the other team's piling on the pressure and we're, I don't know, we're winning two one, then I think it's my responsibility depending on how we're playing to either calm them down or to tell them to get you know tell, tell them to get a grip basically. Um, so I think how we're playing and kind of if everybody's trying really hard and it's and they're just panicking a little bit, then I can tell them to calm down. Or whether it's the fact that people are making mistakes, people have got sloppy mistakes, then you know you might tell them to get a grip. So I think in terms, of, I don't, there's nothing I really do to get myself in there. I just, it's just like a feeling I have at the time. Um, yeah, if I feel that there's panic, I'll try and calm them down. And if I feel like they're sloppy mistakes, then I'll try and get on somebody in that yeah. sense. You know. So it's quite interesting that you said that your your reactions and your like almost responses are circumstantial. So back again now, just to get a little bit more yeah. in detail, which kind of can help you know the viewers to kind of see how much information you're drawing from your highlight. In terms of you at that quarterfinal now, going into extra time again, <laughs> in terms of your your trail, how are you then? Are you quite optimistic yeah. because you've been there, familiar territory, or is it something where you're like a bit nervous but you're still managing it? Um, to, be honest, to be honest with you, our whole team was the whole team was um, in that particular that particular game. So that uh, the game that I saved the penalties in, I felt like we were we were panicking a little bit. So the team we were playing, Leamington, they had a man sent off, um, and the way that we play, we try and be like quite quite direct. So we try and play forward quickly. Um, which kind of like fell into their hands a little bit at times, and then when they went down to ten men, we probably should have got the ball down, you know, relaxed a little bit more because we had the extra man. Yeah. Um, so going into that, I, you know, I, I knew the kind of that second half was going to be really tough. Um, it, and then there was another game where because we'd because we'd been through a similar situation, we got through that like really well. Yeah, and and the fact that you, um, you broke your nose. In that, in that particular game, I, I felt like I was having to be on it. Okay. No, I was saying that I felt like, you know, it was going to be tough and I had to be on it, you know. Mm. And the fact that you broke your nose kind of shows that, in retrospect, that you put your body on the line for this game as well. So, I remember it was something that you was kind of kind of proud of. You said it's still the best job in yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it was interesting. Well, I didn't feel like it was the best job in the world when it happened. <laughs> um, I remember... I remember the guy coming through one on one and just sliding out, and then um, he just left his he just left his leg in there. Like, to, to be honest with you, it could have easily been a red. He just left his leg in there and just kneed me in the face. Um, and I, you know, I've, I've like remember just like kind of to be honest with you, I felt pain, but I felt like okay, I didn't really know what had happened. And physio and that was telling me, yeah, you look you look really good. I think they were just telling me it. They were like, yeah, you look fine, you look good. Mm-hmm. He just took a bit of a bruise to the face. And then after we won the game and obviously won the penalties, the same guy missed the penalty. So I was happy with that. Okay. And then um, we got back to the change room. I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh my God, what's, <laughs> what's happened to my face? Yeah. Yeah, I look like a different person. The fact that you still yeah, so, um Yeah, it was, a, it was a long night in A&E. It was good though. It was, it was all worth it. My last question to you, only because we're conscious of the time that you've got commitments and stuff. Um, yeah, go for it, yeah. Yeah, so what was the penalty situation like? What was the score? How many did you save? Like, 
How was you feeling going into it? This is, I guess, your time to shine. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know if it's the, the impact. I don't really don't remember the score. Uh, all I think they they missed one, so they they missed the first one. The Did they same miss guy that hit him in the face come up missed and missed the target completely. Okay, okay. Missed the target completely. Um, went the right way but missed. And then and then we all scored. I'm pretty sure everybody scored. So then it went to uh, their penalty. I think we might have won it. And then uh, they got it was their penalty. And if, if they scored, they scored to stay in. And then I made the save, the like, the winning save for that for that for that penalty shootout. And that that was the thing as a goalie is is really good because like it's one thing saving the pen and then for it to be the winning pen is yeah. the best feeling because obviously then you get everybody runs towards you, you get kind of all the, all the celebrations that way. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that was that was quite special to be honest. I, that was that was special for me. Right, great, and well, congratulations. Um, I, I apologise that it didn't work out in terms of the the dream road to Wembley, but hopefully it does in maybe in some time to come. You yeah, know? fingers crossed, man. Yeah. And the uh, obviously hopefully we can get through this period and, and get the game plays. Yeah. For sure. And once again, I'm going to respect your time. You've got coaching to do, so I want to give you time to prep for that. But I appreciate you even taking time to speak to me and even just add value to the viewers in terms of FIFA football. And we'll be in touch for sure. Yeah, my pleasure, mate. Anything you need, just give me a shout. Take care, my man. Perfect. Take care. Cheers, Sense. There we have it. It was great speaking to Chris, you know, and we went over step one, you know, and we spoke for about 10 minutes and it shows you the amount of details that it'll be good for you to start applying and start implementing in order for you to go through these six steps. So I hope that adds value to you guys. I can't wait for the next next time we're here talking again. And, and let's speak. Well, I can't wait to speak again. Take care.